1: Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello,
2: today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Rachel Miller, who is a social media organic growth strategist who's spoken at some of the industry's largest events and is famous for her awesome moolah program. She's got like 90 million views to her website. And when she says she's a best-selling author, author she's actually underselling herself a little bit because she's sold 220,000 copies of her books. And also she's helped 50 thousand small businesses grow their Facebook pages.
1: We're going to be talking about how you can grow your audience with organic content on your Facebook page. Yeah, that's right. Organic Facebook pages. Remember them. We're going to talk about how you can do that to build your list. Now, listen, when this episode comes to an end, we don't want you to feel like you're alone trying to figure out how does this stuff apply to you? That's why we created the Email Marketing Show Community. It's a totally free Facebook group. You can come and share what you're working on, get stuck into our training, the resources and the amazing discussions that take place there every single day. All you've got to do, go to Facebook and search for The Email Marketing show community it'll pop right up or if you open a web browser and go to rob and kennedy.group the magic of the internet will forward you straight over come and join us it's a friendly place to be
2: it's a crown place to be he crashed a big and i mean a massive ford transit van the very first time he hired one it's hypnotist robert
1: temple and the man who spontaneously bought an oil painting of a brightly colored military cat wearing a c- smoking a cigar not wearing a cigar smoking a cigar it's the mind reader kennedy
2: let's start the show Bye. I'll tell you what, I'm going to put a photo of this oil and of no, this cat, on our Instagram. So make sure you go check that out. It'll be on there by the time the show goes out. At Rob and Kennedy on the Instagram. And uh, you'll see this awesome piece of art that I spontaneously bought at Camden Market.
1: Oh. You can tell it's an attractive cat because it's literally an oil painting.
2: <laughs> I think I just threw it in my mouth. The jokes are free! Well, hello. We are here every single week helping course creators, coaches and membership site owners to learn everything and give you everything that you need to be the email marketing hero of your business using psychology driven email marketing.
1: This week's episode is sponsored by Responsesuite.com, the survey, quiz, and application form tool that we created to integrate directly with your email marketing and other marketing systems to segment your audience, find out more about your people, and make more sales. You can take a 14-day trial for just $1 by going over to Responsesuite.com.
2: Lovely stuff. Okay, Rob, we are obviously in the presence of social media royalty with Rachel Miller this week. And so one of these three things is true about Her Royal Highness. The first, is it that she has five dogs? Or does Rachel uh, have six kids? Or has she recorded two music albums?
1: Oh, this is a good one. I'm gonna narrow it down. I think that it is probably, I'm just gonna go for it. I think she's, this is is wild. I think she's recorded two albums. I'm gonna go for it. Is that a thing? Is that true?
2: Rachel, which one's true?
0: I have six crazy kiddos. Six
2: crazy kids it's been crazy no time to record albums when you got
0: kids (laughs) (laughs) they're recording stuff sometimes they're like obsessed with recording but yeah it's fun
2: awesome stuff now obviously you're really well known and one of the things that you really stand out around is building facebook pages but building them organically getting organic growth i mean rachel have we gone back in time like does this thing still work
0: It always cracks me up when people say Facebook pages are dead because l- people are still on Facebook and they're still talking. And just even like a few minutes ago, I did a demo. Like people have me come and talk to their communities. And so I did a demo in a community and I showed them how from my page, I added someone to my group and my email list. I invited them at one time. I invited like 29 people. And as I was on with them, four of them instantly said yes. So pages are still a thing. Facebook is still driving traffic through pages because people are a thing and people are on Facebook just like they've always been. That hasn't changed even when they're vocal and say they don't like it as much, but they're saying that on Facebook. Have you guys ever seen like the people who say they're leaving Facebook or they're going to do this type of marketing and they're announcing that where? Like, does anyone else find that to be super <laughs> ironic? Like, <laughs>
2: this, is, this is a terrible place. Give me some validation.
0: Yeah, they're all talking about it on Facebook. Because so anyways, it's, it's so much, it, it cracks me up. And, um, no Facebook is very much still a thing. We still have students who without any ads are reaching millions of people with their pages, pages every single day. And, um, it's just been fun and it's fun for me as I'm seeing right now with the marketing, like the way the world is going and with iOS and Google privacy sandbox, organic Facebook pages are going to be even more important than before because of the changes that are happening in the platform. Leads are going to be even more expensive to get through ads because you're going to have the limited ability with retargeting. You're going to have the limited ability to follow up with those people. And what we have right now is the ability to collect an audience organically without that and drive that audience from a Facebook page, from an Instagram account, from Facebook groups, from from even your profile on Facebook if you've optimized it well, into your list that you get to control and you get to drive um, traffic with your email list. I mean, it's easy as pie.
1: <laughs> so cool. One of the other things obviously we all talk about is the fact that reach on pages is considered to be dead or, or at least lower than it was because Facebook wanted to advertise and boost posts and all the rest of it. So is page reach really dead and how do we deal with that?
0: It is when you act like it's dead. So it's it's really funny to me because I've noticed this trend in all areas of life. This is not just something with Facebook. If you believe there's something that somebody doesn't like you, you're going to look for ways to prove that they don't like you. If you believe that your, your sales page doesn't work, it doesn't convert, well, guess what? It's not going to convert because you're not going to look for the solutions to fix it. And um, with Facebook pages, it's the same exact way. We see people who um, have pages that are super vibrant and, and growing. If their pages can, grow, your page can. It's not the algorithm's fault. It's your fault then because they're obviously nailing it. So if we ever say to ourselves, well, pages are dead, we're looking for that. And then it's going to become a truthful prophecy in our lives. And if instead we say, wait a second, no, we're on Facebook. We've got a vibrant business. We are smart people. We can figure this out. You're going to find a solution. And that solution mindset means that you go viral, which is why just last week we got Chantel to 1.4 million people with her Facebook page, without ads on her Facebook page. She's selling her membership and her subscription through her Facebook page without ads, driving leads to her business without ads. If it happens for her, it can happen for every single one of us. It's just that we're looking for the w- ways that's dead and not working. And instead of like looking for a solution.
2: So maybe one of the things we're doing is actually we're blaming Facebook when it's actually our shoddy content, which is actually yeah. just going, hey, will you please like this thing? And then no.
0: No, that's exactly what it is. And frankly, it's like a cop-out excuse if you like totally recognize it as that. The good thing is once you realize it's an excuse, you can take ownership of it, you can quit being a victim and you can like say, I'm going to fix this because I'm not at the whim of Facebook. I'm my own and like, I'm my boss. I'm like, I got this. And then you can make steps to take it in and fix it and and take action and uh, yeah, make it happen. Huzzah, it's possible.
1: It's possible. When it comes to, the first thing I want to know is when it comes to getting people off our Facebook page and onto our email list, obviously something we want to be doing, where does that start to fit into the structure? What do we need to do to like pimp up the profile, the page or whatever it is in order to make sure that this is going to give us the best chance?
0: I love building an email list. Totally believe an email list is important. I think one of the main problems that people have is they start too soon in the get me onto my list strategy. So an email list is when they want to learn more about who you are. But if they don't know who you are to begin with, why would they ever wanna learn more about you? So an email list is like a Facebook group. It's a, a SMS texting. You want people on the list, but you don't wanna start with, get on my list for this thing because they're gonna give you their spam email. They're gonna give you, put you into like the fake box, right? You're not going to have that solid deliverability that I know every single one of your audience members, listeners really truly want with their business. So what they need to do is hold off on the pitch for their email until they've had their audience self-identify as this is me. I want every one of us that are listening right now to think of how can we get our audience to hook in and say, I want more from you, or I love this, that's me too. I'm in this boat, I'm just like you. So if they can respond to us, as soon as they leave a comment on our page, well, guess what we can do? We can auto reply to every single person who's left a comment and be like, Oh, my word. I just love what you said about blah, 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 Do um, Did you want like to geek out with me some more about that? You're not saying get on my email list. You're not even saying there's something free that you're going to give them. Like my best way to get on my email list is, hey, we just chatted. You want my emails later? Like. That's it. There's no opt in. There's nothing. And I'm just saying, want to be part of the list? And they're like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Like they sign up because they have that relationship with me because we've had six or seven back and forths. And next thing you know, I've grown my email list, but I've grown it organically, authentically without like shoving a, a freebie at them, which I do shove freebies at my audience because I know that they're marketers and they want the free stuff too. And everybody loves the free stuff. But my, Absolute best way of growing my list has not been the traditional lead magnet come join my list. It's been finding those people who self identify as this type of person, putting engagement and content from them, talking back and forth to them. And then they guess what? They join my Facebook group. And one of my questions on my Facebook group is hey, if you want me to follow up with you later over email, do you um, shout out, leave me your email? You don't need to to join this group, but if you want to, leave, drop it. And you know what they do? 75 to 80% of them give me their emails. And then I get to message them and I have them on my list and I never had to put a bribe in front of them. And now my email list is full, is, has high open rates, has, is full of interaction because I put those freebies in my email list. So now they're like, oh my word, I gave her my email. I was expecting really nothing for it because she didn't promise me anything other than she's going to follow up with me with a newsletter, maybe when she feels like it over email. And now I get these value pieces constantly and those value pieces then drive them into a deeper relationship with my brand.
2: I love it. So basically, are you finding that if you move people from the page, as your call to action, once you've done this, all this engagement stuff, you're moving people from the page to the group. Does that mean Facebook penalizes you less because you're keeping them on platform? How do you feel about that whole on platform algorithm thing? Is that a better thing to do?
0: Um, I, it's better to keep them on platform. Obviously Facebook, that's in Facebook's best interest. That said, I drive straight to an email list as well. Both of them work. What Facebook wants to see is interaction. So anytime you've got someone interacting with your brand, no matter whether that's a Facebook page, a Facebook group, Facebook profile, they're going to reward that with more interaction. So your profile, you can have a lot of interaction on your profile and put a link in your profile to your lead magnet and people will come and click over to it. What they're not gonna click over to is when you put that all over your cover and you put that in your photo descriptions because now they feel like when you're interacting with them in a group, they feel like you were spamming them versus you were actually genuinely trying to get to know them. So I want the person who I want that person who instantly trusts me and trusts me enough to take my recommendations and to to do what I say and put it in practice in their lives. And so for me, that means I hold back on putting my offer right out in the front to them. I want to kind of date them a little bit. I want to get to know who they are I want them to feel like I'm getting to know who they are. Guys, I've got 51,000 people in my one Facebook group. I've got 10,000 friends, like people following my profile. I don't know who any of these people are, but I want them to feel like I know who they are. I want them to feel connected to me. I want them to feel like they're part of that community before I say, let me solve your problem. Because if you come at someone and let me solve your problem, I've got this lead magnet that's going to fix this. More often than not, you're actually going to push that person away because they feel like, wait a second, why is this person knowing about my problems? Like, I don't want to talk to them about that. Like you want to have like a little bit of trust there first.
1: I see lots of people use their Facebook page when they've got something to to push either a free thing or a webinar or a product or something. In other words, what they do is they go, I've got this new lead magnet. I've got this new webinar. I've got this new product, whatever. And their next step is right. Where can I publish it? Well, I'll email my list about it and I'll post about it on Instagram stories. Oh, I remember I've got a Facebook page. I'll go and post on there. And they get their Facebook page out and they blow the cobwebs off it. And then they make a post. And basically what it means is their Facebook is like, come and get this thing and then three months later come and get this different thing and then three months and of course there's no wonder that gets a no engagement and b facebook reach is dead so
0: yes.
1: basically what i want to know is how do how do we start what sort of content should we be putting on there that is going to get engagement that is going to get better reach and then how often can we start to talk about come and get my emails as you've just described
0: i like to use a, a three like i call it engagement stacking you post a photo You post a video, you post a conversation starter, which is where you ask your audience a question and it's not a question to sell something, you're you're asking them a question to help them be relevant on topic. And then the fourth post you do is about yourself and your thing. And then you go back, photo, video, conversation starter, whatever the heck you wanted to drive traffic to. Photo, video, conversation starter, whatever the heck you wanna. So that cycle for me is like a rhythm that I can stick with. And it's a rhythm that weathers the algorithm storms. So there'll be spikes, like for three months, video will be huge. And yes, you could go faster if you posted more video then. Or then there's a spike where conversations are huge and you could grow faster. But for me, I don't wanna just keep things simple, Photo, video, conversation starter. I've been doing that system for literally probably seven years, growing audiences, and that weathers those storms of those algorithms and just kind of keeps it growing.
2: That makes perfect sense as to why you've got those three different things in your post deck app haven't you? So mm-hmm. when you've got, you've got those three different distinct things that you prompt people within that app. If anybody hasn't checked oh, that out, it's yeah, sorry, it out. Yeah. Sorry guys, I do
0: have an app called post Deck that gives you ideas. So
2: yeah. 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 And that's, that's why, that's why you do that. Um, so I'm just curious actually on your profile itself, where would you say, yes, definitely put a link to your website, your blog, your, it doesn't even have to just be a way of getting your email list directly, <clears> but where would you say do have them and where are some places you've seen people do it and you go, ah, probably don't do that.
0: Um, I don't like seeing it in your cover because the cover is like when people first come to meet you and it's too fast, too soon, too heavy. And it usually feels like you're being sold to. Feels like they're a door-to-door salesman a little bit. So what I do like to see is in your profile about section, your description of you, put it in your profile there. I want to see it in your page description. I want to see it in your page about. I want to see it in your group description. I want to see it in the pinned post in your Facebook group. I want to see it peppered every fourth post. I don't want to see it every Every post, I don't want you to constantly tell me to solve my problems because I also want to participate with you. I want to know that you have the ability to solve a problem. So don't hide and never share it. Um, we want you to, to solve my problems if I'm a reader. But at the same time, you just want to it's a balancing act. And um, but my, the one that irritates me, and I think, doesn't sell as well because I know my conversion rates are so much higher than people who do this um, is when they plaster it all over their cover and their photo section.
1: This is really interesting for me, I think, because what's nice about that, four, that that sort of pattern of four is that you can do that. It feels like, yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like you can do that with any frequency. So if you go through that cycle every day, that's fine. If you do one, then the next day, then the next day, the next day, make four days out of it. That's fine too. Mm-hmm. Still the right amount of content in that cycle, which I think is, I think is really awesome. Is that right?
0: Yes, it does vary like a tiny page you don't want to post four in a day because like (laughs) you're just kind of wasting those posts when you're a tiny page. So but a large page, I've got pages that have been into the two millions and we were posting twice an hour. Whoa. Yeah, we had two million active engaged fans before I sold that audience before I left it. Yeah. Holy holy moly,
2: okay, awesome. So what are your sort of wrap-up tips on sort of using your Facebook page to get people onto your email list who are really eager and love hearing from you? Like, what's your wrap-up tip for doing that?
0: Um, I just, um, I love to create content on my Facebook page that then I see if it works. And then if it works, I like to put it into my email list on a rotation. So now I've got proven emails that open and get engagement and get people to talk and trust me more than I have on a nurture cycle. And I didn't have to wonder if this is going to work for me. I don't have to wonder if it's going to to land. I've used my my Facebook page kind of as my incubator for my list.
2: I flip I love it, absolutely love it. Okay, I think it's about time we went into this week's subject line of the week, subject line, line of, of the, the week. week. Okay, so what is your subject line of the week, Rachel?
0: Oh, I love like templates. Like I said, photo, video, conversation. I love having a template that I can like reuse again and again. And we have a subject line template that we tend to use. So it's, I want a promise or proof, and then I want a, a emotional word. And then I want my promise and everything that I do in email, let subject lines, add subject lines. I use almost the same system. So the, the su- promise would be like a number. So three, um super simple stupid simple or um smackingly stupid or so i add a, a number and then i add my emotion words and then freaking brilliant totally amazing you know whatever those emotion words are and then i have my promise so video hacks um facebook post ideas um podcast to listen to, whatever that is. I mix those three together. As long as I have those three elements, um, we mix and match them and they are off and running. Um, Yeah, I tend to use that. I actually have a system where we cycle. So we create 50 emails, 52, one for each week. And then at the end of the year, we look at them and say, which ones did well? And the ones that did well, we Post again the next year, the ones that did badly, we rewrite those and uh, you remove the 10%. If you continually remove the 10% by the time a couple of years have gone by, you have an amazing email um, sequence that lands every single time and you can trust it.
2: Wow, we could have done a whole episode on that. Uh, we'll have to talk about that in more detail another time. But I love this idea of having like just finding the ones that work because new people are coming through every single week. So they're seeing the new ones, uh, they're seeing the ones that work and you're just refining that down, refining that down year upon year upon year. That's awesome. That's this week's Subject line of the week, subject line of the week.
1: Rachel, for people who want to find out more about you and everything you're doing, tell us where do we go?
0: would love to have them come join our Facebook group. And we geek out about growing audiences. We help course creators, coaches, membership site owners. We help them grow an audience so they can grow their business and do it without ads and without like spending every 11 minute on Facebook.
2: Flipping, love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, you'll find me hanging out there as well, chiming in, asking lots of stupid questions about, why is it still not working, Rachel? And you'll see Rachel going, it's because you're stupid, Kennedy. Um, all, all the time, I'm sure. Uh, of course, if you want to talk about how we apply all of this stuff to email marketing, come and join in and continue this conversation in our free Facebook group, which if you're not already a member, you'll find by searching for the email marketing show community cunningly named because we're good at email marketing but very bad at naming things the email marketing show community over on facebook that's it we'll see you all next week thanks rachel
0: thank you